Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Before we begin, the following podcast contains discussions about suicide. If you or anyone you know may be affected by this, there's a link in the episode notes to the Samaritan's website and phone number. And do consider if you should continue listening. I'm listening back to part of the 999 call when Tom Parfit's body was found at a hotel near London. Just had to open the door because he was meant to be checking out today. Um, are you with him at the moment? We checked his pulse, there's no pulse, he's white as a ghost. And there's a note on the floor saying warning, um, suicide, emergency call, something like that. Do you know his name? His name is Mr. Tom Parfit, it's spelled P-A-R-F-E-T-T. Tom was 22 when he died, on the 28th of October. In 2021. After his death, his father, David Parfit, wasn't given much information except that Tom had ingested a substance. I wanted to understand how my son had found a substance that allowed him to take his own life. And the main reason for doing that was not out of curiosity for Tom and what he went through, but more how on earth in this day and age can we let that happen? David later discovered Tom had bought a lethal poison on a website operated from Canada. Not on the dark web, just a normal web address as if you were shopping on a normal website got a poison entering this country it will kill you and it's allowed to happen so what's going on and who's behind this website you're listening to stories of our times from the times and sunday times i'm james beale social affairs editor at the times this is poison three-part podcast series about the suicide of a young British man and the questions it raises. Part two, the man who sells death. If you haven't yet listened to part one, I'd urge you to do so. It looks at the death of Tom Parfit, a talented university student who took his own life after buying a poison. Before we continue, 
it's worth fleshing out what the laws on suicide are in the UK and Canada. Suicide is legal in the UK after being decriminalised back in 1961. It's not a crime to take your own life. However, assisting suicide, i.e. helping someone to do it, is. In Canada, the law is the same. With this in mind, I decided to look into the website where Tom Parfit had bought this substance. You'd think a person running a site like this may want to remain hidden or anonymous, but I soon found some details. It led me to a name, Kenneth Law. There were a few other details, such as a P.O. box registered near Toronto. So who is this guy? Kenneth Law. You looked at the website, and so just go go back to the... I'm with my producer, Will, at the Times office in London. I'm showing him a CV posted online. You found someone by the initials of K Law, and then you've worked out that that is a chap called Kenneth Law. Yes. And then you managed, via another website, but you managed to find this. Mm. We were able to find an old CV of his... Or an old CV of somebody called Kenneth M. Law, who lives in Ontario. When's this from? This is from 2005. What does he do? I'm just sort of reading over your shoulder here. It appears to be a trained engineer. He has quite a lot of qualifications by the looks of it. Does he have anything on this CV to suggest that he has any professional qualifications in healthcare or mental health or dealing with suicide, that kind of thing? No, not by the looks of it anyway. Do you know if this CV is legitimate? Like, what is this? It looks like a blog spot or something. Yeah, he set up a blog and posted his CV onto it. So um, we've got to assume that it's correct. But ultimately, we're going to have to do some more digging and find out. One thing that stands out, it suggests Kenneth Law had spent some time in the UK. Coventry, specifically. Oh, yeah. Executive advisor to the programme director, Boeing... 7E7 programme team? He says he was seconded to the world's leading aerospace brake manufacturer. And there's a picture of him here. Right. He looks like quite an old photograph. He's got glasses. Looks like he's wearing some kind of after-dinner suit. We have an address here too, but presumably it's going to be a very old address, so the chances are he may have moved out. But that location, Toronto, that's the same location for the website, selling the poison. Yeah. Have you found anything else that, like, what do you think? Do you know what he does now? Because obviously that CV is Mm. in 2005. Yeah, I think so. I mean, his Facebook profile is... The same photo. Fairly well protected. It's the same photo he uses in the blog spot. So we know it's it's this person. person. Yeah. He has 84 friends, of which around about 20 work at the same hotel in downtown Toronto. It tells us that he either works there or has worked there in the recent past. Quite how he went from being a trained engineer to working at a hotel, I, I don't know. I don't quite know what the connection is. Yeah. Obviously, you've got that CV, the name on the CV, the photo. Mm-hmm. We think that's the man behind the website, yeah. certainly the name on the website, mm-hmm. um, the location, uh, Toronto, Ontario. Mm-hmm. How do you know, and you might not know, if Kenneth Law 
is the man selling that product or someone could be just using his details as a kind of front. Do you know what I mean? We don't know at at this moment in time. We have a profile of somebody who fits the description. He appears to have been fairly open about his identity on this particular website, which is selling the poison. That suggests he is this man in the Facebook profile and on the blog spot, but we need to investigate further and make sure we're we can nail down that it is the same man. So you you know from looking into him, he offers, is it like a consultation call or something? He offers a consultation call on his website to talk through any potential purchases with, with buyers. So we need to speak to him and try and see if this person who we speak to matches up with the online profile of Kenneth M. Law. Hello, Ken here. Hi, Ken, it's John. Hi, John. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? I'd set up one of these consultation calls, saying I was John Beale, not James, and posed as someone who wanted to buy the poison. We've taken the decision not to identify the substance, as not to alert people to it. So, um, you're interested in some of our products? I just wanted to be really sure about my, my purchase, basically. What, what do you think the, the chances are that, that it will kill me? I mean, there's a very, very high probability. I'm not the first person who's been in contact with Kenneth Law. In fact, the police who investigated Tom Parfit's death emailed him to say the substance had been used by Tom. According to the police report, Kenneth Law didn't respond. I live in, in the UK, Ken. I'm concerned about it being intercepted at customs. Yeah, no, we we have had many, many customers in the UK who have purchased it. How many people have you sent it to in the UK? It will be literally in the hundreds, and they've all received it. Wow. Now, okay. I don't know if they've all used it, but they've all received it, right? Yeah. Because you haven't come back saying that, oh, I didn't receive it, no, no complaints whatsoever. I see. The, the good thing is that it passes custom 100%. And there's no, um, you know, notice to the local authorities at all. So, so you won't get a visit or anything like that. Do I cause any problems for you? The only thing I ask is that any documentation, communication that we've exchanged, you destroy it prior. Okay. Any type of labels that might be on the mailing box, please destroy that or dispose of it prior. Yeah. Other than that, it's not really traceable. So you just tell the police that you don't know why this person's bought it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's even easier for me. I'm sending international, right? So the UK government has no jurisdiction to the Canadian government. And they're not going to, you know, bring me over to the UK for this. (laughs) It's too small. Kenneth Laws just admitted that if the police, like they did after Tom Parfit's death, contact him, he essentially plays dumb. Is is it legal? Well, that's a very much of a grey area. As long as I don't say that the intent is to commit, you know, suicide, then it's fine. And the thing is, like, you know, from your perspective, I mean, suicide is legal. I mean, no one else hurting anyone except yourself. And you do have the right to life and obviously to death, too. But then suddenly during our call, he said something that threw me. A motive. Or a reason, I guess, 
beyond the obvious financial gain he would get from selling this product? I mean, I haven't mentioned the reasoning behind this business because my mother suffered greatly when she had a stroke. She was bedridden, couldn't speak, and uh, they had to feed her through a G-tube to her stomach for, for over seven years. And that was very painful, not only for the family, but also very painful for her. Yeah. And this is why I created some avenue of escape so that people, if they are in such a circumstance, can undertake it either by themselves or by somebody else who's willing to assist. I mean, people might not consider what I do as being very favorable or, in fact, even criminal. But I think it is helpful for a small, very narrow group of people who really need an avenue like this because, simply, the laws of our society doesn't permit it. Kenneth Law has just claimed that the reason he started doing this was because he watched his mother suffer with an illness. It's hard to know whether this is true or not. It's difficult to verify. Now, remember what I said at the beginning of this episode, that the laws in the UK and Canada on suicide are the same. Well, it remains illegal to assist suicide in Canada, but there is an exception. Since 2016, there has been a medical assistance in dying law, known commonly by the acronym MAID. In such a situation, two medical professionals must assess a patient before helping them to die. They can administer a drug to someone with a serious illness, disease or disability, and there are many criteria that must be satisfied. It's been politically controversial. But this isn't what Kenneth Law is doing. He doesn't appear to have any medical qualifications and is indiscriminately sending out a poison, not a prescribed drug. I asked how long he'd been doing this. Well, over two years now. And and you can assure me that you've done this before with people in the UK? Yes, yes, yes. And and, and they've they've actually... Absolutely. And they've they've died because of this? Yes, absolutely. So people in the UK have died? Yes, people in the UK have died, people in the US have died, people in Canada have died, in other parts of the world, right? How many countries do you send this to? Oh, many countries, probably in the, uh, at least a dozen now, right? Sounds, sounds like a full-time job. I've been kept busy, right? Yeah. We spoke a bit more. He told me he'd spent some time in Coventry, in the West Midlands. When I was younger, uh, an aerospace uh, firm, when I was still in the engineering field, It tallied up with the CV. And I stayed in Coventry for a little while. Then I signed off my call. Okay, take good care of yourself. Thank you, bye. And turned to my producer, Will. I wasn't expecting him to say hundreds of people in the the UK. UK. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty incredible. I'm pretty scary. Was he what you expected him to be? How did he sound to you? Yeah, he he was sort of how I expected. Maybe he's persuaded himself that He's doing it for a righteous reason, but at the end of the day, there are, there are plenty of bereaved families out there who will tell you different to that. And he's just willfully ignoring that. I think he was putting on a bit of a character as well, probably. Really? Yeah, yeah, undoubtedly. He's selling me a product, isn't he? Maybe he doesn't think that the scale of what he's doing will be ever uncovered, but he is having quite a large hand in people dying. And that is an extremely serious thing. 
Since recording that undercover call with Kenneth Law, I've contacted him and asked him if he stands by the comments he made. He didn't respond. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Whilst looking into Kenneth Law and the death of Tom, I began to find other suicides, which I thought might be linked to his website. Kenneth Law had told me he'd sent this substance to hundreds of people in the UK. It's hard to trace who all those people are, but I did find four deaths in the UK that were definitely connected to Kenneth Law, and three in the US that were linked to him. So, up to seven deaths. Their ages ranged from 38 down to 17, That 17-year-old was Anthony Jones from Michigan, a US state that borders Canada. He died in February last year. My name's Carrie Goldberg, and I'm a lawyer in the United States, and my law firm sues tech companies for wrongful death. I'd come across Carrie Goldberg, a New York-based lawyer, when investigating this story. Carrie is straight talking, exactly the kind of person you'd want in your corner. I'm speaking to you from the 33rd floor of my office building in downtown Brooklyn. It is a beautiful, sunny winter day. One of her clients is Tonya Jones, the mother of Anthony. So Anthony was having some mental health challenges. He was 17 at the time, like most 17-year-olds that were living during the pandemic was having his ups and downs and, and purchased it. In Anthony's case was that as soon as he consumed the product, he told his mom, he went screaming to Tanya saying he didn't want to die. She called 911, chaos trying to figure out what, what was going on. Anthony had bought the poison directly from Kenneth Law, who appears to be operating out of Toronto. In the US, Canada and the UK, it is illegal to assist suicide. So why is nothing being done? Under the the suicide laws, he should be found, he should be tracked down, he should be extradited. Or, I mean, I know that there there are people that he's sold this to in Canada as well, probably. In so many of these cases, you just need a motivated law enforcer. And I, I hope that even this conversation could be a starting point. I guess on the other side of the coin, 
some people might say, well, well, they took the poison. Ken Law didn't make them take it. It doesn't really matter in our criminal legal jurisprudence. He still would have knowingly aided in, in these suicides. We have a few states that have laws called like death with dignity acts that provide really, really narrow circumstances where a doctor can assist when that person meets a number of, of criteria. This is not that. This is just some guy that has anointed himself the arbiter of, of life and death and decided that he's going to, to be providing methods to whoever he pleases. Carrie believes that Kenneth Law is breaking assisted suicide laws, not only in Canada, but also in the UK. And what we need, in her words, is motivated law enforcement to pursue him. So could he be prosecuted in the UK for this? The Home Office told us that any evidence of illegal activity should be shared with police, so appropriate steps can be taken, either by UK authorities or those in the country in which they are based. They said that, Dependent on the information received, there may be offences committed in one or both countries that need to be investigated. I will tell police what I intend to report about Kenneth Law and put to them what I have found. There'll be more on that in the next episode. Back in Maidenhead, I was sitting with David Parfit. Hi Ken, it's John. I played him some of the phone call I'd had while I was posing as a possible buyer. How many, how many people have you sent it to in the UK? It will be literally the hundreds. How do you feel after listening to that, David? So I think... Uh, Hearing the voice of the man who I considered killed my son is hugely difficult. But to also hear him talk about having sent hundreds of these packages to the UK and knowing that the chances are that many people have then taken this substance and many people have died from it, I, I find it astonishing. It's probably beyond words for me that if somebody had taken action on him before my son would still be here today I left David's and got in the car with my producer Will to head back to the Times office in London you're a relatively new father does that change your perception when you speak to someone like David about losing a child yeah, uh, I think it does. Uh, I don't think there's any getting around that. Probably like to say no, to be honest, because you never like to feel like you're, I don't know, maybe slightly over emotionally invested in things, or, you know, I've got a very young daughter. You can't help but think about them and worry about what's happening and what happened to Tom and, and whether that could happen to any other people and could happen to your children. And in terms of the investigation now, what are your kind of next steps? I mean, the main aim now is, is to front up 
Kenneth Law. You don't want him to sort of slip the net and come away from a situation like this where you've, you feel like you haven't had the ability to question him properly. In the next episode, I'm in Toronto as I try to track down a man who by his own admission has sold a poison to hundreds of people here in the UK. Hi, can you tell me if Kenneth Law is working today, please? Is it definitely Kenneth Law? Yeah, this is this person. We're talking about this guy? Yes. Yeah, that's Kenneth Law. Kenneth Law, uh, James Beale. I'm a, I'm a journalist. Oh, what are you um, doing here? And I speak to an expert on suicide prevention. The reality is there's so many different factors that lead to suicide and it's so difficult to predict on an individual level. That's all on part three, the final episode of Poison. You've been listening to Stories of Our Times, a podcast brought to you thanks to the subscribers of The Times and The Sunday Times, with me, James Beale. The producer is Will Rowe. Production assistance from Emma Taggart. The executive producer is Kate Ford and sound design was by David Crackles. If you or anyone you know may have been affected by this episode, we've put a link to the Samaritans website and phone number in the description notes of this podcast. And if you have any information or know Kenneth Law, please don't hesitate to get in contact with me. My email address is also in the description notes. Thanks for listening. <laughs>